Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW plan. I'm the Ricky part of the trio. Each week, we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we've struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are, just real talk, because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. This week on Real WW Talk, we discuss how we can get back on plan after the holidays and how we can keep moving forward. Ready? Let's talk. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. And guess what? Y'all have seen Aaron's face for the past two episodes without us. So we decided that we would come back. It's been great to be gone because I was on a cruise. So (laughs) I I can't say that I'm happy to be back. But we thank Aaron for holding down the fort. Um, She's going to take a week off. We're going to give her a little bit of a break since she held it down for us. But Ricky, (laughs) how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. While you were away on a cruise, I had a terrible um, sinus infection. So that was um, pretty awful. But, you know, working in a school, it's, you know, to be expected for the season. Yeah. I'm happy to be better, happy to have my voice back. And, you know, that puts things in perspective, even though I wasn't traveling or doing anything fun. Yeah. Not being sick is pretty good too. That's always a win. Look, and that's the benefit of a trio is that when one of mm-hmm. us is down or even two of us, there's always somebody who can kind of stand in the gap. So we're yes. really appreciative of this team. But and thank you to Kimmy who joined Aaron. Yes, and, um, was, was so able to just pull it together. And you know, they had a great conversation. And um, thank you again to her. Um, yeah. I look forward to chatting with her. Someday in the future as well. <laughs> oh, so sad. I was like, of course, of course she chats with Kimmy while I'm on my cruise. But you know what? Like I said, we love all of the WW coaches. We have many in the group and our Facebook group. If you ever want to join us, Real WW Talk on Facebook. Um, we can also find us on Instagram, connect all the places. But we have a really good community there, about 7.7 thousand members. And a lot of the coaches um, join us and give their knowledge in the group from time to time. So I'm just so glad that Kimmy and Aaron were able to have that meaningful conversation. And it was after, after Thanksgiving now. Mm -hmm. So for me, I came off of a cruise ship and went straight into like (laughs) 
the food holiday after being on a ship where everyone who's gone on a cruise knows that like food is like the thing that everyone talks about. Like you're going to eat the ship. And I did, I did eat the ship, but I still lost weight. So I don't know why I think I told you all, whatever it is about vacationing and weight loss. Like, I think it's the movement and the activity of walking that just works for me. Because aren't you more like more motivated to move? You've seen your house a billion times, you know, it's a, it's a chore to walk around the house, but when you're on a brand new, cause it's a brand new ship, right? Yeah. Brand new ship, biggest ship ship in the sea. And, and don't they have, I've only been on one cruise, but don't they have like um, indications of like how many laps you're doing? They have a gym, like you, you really can't like stay still. <laughs> they had a walking track and we d- intentionally did it because, you know, like I said, it, you you are on the biggest ship, but it was also a sold out ship. So there's thousands of people yeah. on this vessel and uh, the ship, the, the, the gym was funny because there's a stair climber there, which is one of my favorite machines when I used to go to the gym, but doing it while the sea is rocking is oh. like another five because <laughs> you kind of can't get your bearing around you. Um, but it was, I think I was more focused on it because I knew that I was eating whatever I wanted to eat. And the exercise was actually making me feel better because sometimes I don't know how you feel mm. when you just are eating whatever and kind of not caring, not overboard. Sometimes you crave a little bit of normalcy because your body mm-hmm. can get a little thrown yeah. out of whack from yeah. all the indulgences and mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah. So, you don't want to feel lethargic or feel like dehydration is big, especially after being on a plane. So, you know, while you want to enjoy yourself, you probably, your body probably craves the water and the, you know, electrolytes and, you know, a couple of green things too. I was like, let me go ahead and throw a piece of broccoli in there. (laughs) But I I think from going from that into Thanksgiving was also kind of because I was hosting this year and that was a whole nother. I usually am the one who goes to mooch like up, going to mom's house, who's making the mac and cheese because I'm getting the plate. But when you're the one making it Mm -hmm. and coming off of the cruise, like I feel like my system has been kind of craving a reboot, Mm -hmm. but um. How was your holiday? Like, I mean, I know that you've, even though you weren't feeling well, mm-hmm. did you recover in enough time to at least enjoy a plate of mac and cheese? That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> I did, thankfully. I, I felt good by the time Thanksgiving came around um, and I was able to to cook and host my, my mom. And, um, you know, I made turkey breast because we didn't eat a full turkey. Um, and I made lasagna. Uh, my mom made greens, which she always does a great job of making. And um, I made a potato or um, a pumpkin dish as well. So, you know, it, it turned out good, it felt good to cook. The past few years we've ordered out, um, not just like a regular ordering out, but, you know, the Thanksgiving prepared meals. But something about cooking at home and, you know, having a, a meal that you've created is really, you know, fulfilling. Yeah. Well, you know, I went to the meeting today. Um, Well, I just generally, I go to meetings and I really loved the topic, which was how do you kind of reboot your mindset after all of these things? There's a lot of, this is a time of year where there's a lot of guilt. I feel Mm -hmm. a lot of people have, I shouldn't have eaten that. I can't believe that I had two portions of that apple pie when I only planned for one. I didn't exercise in the morning. And 
full disclosure, Ricky and I are Pelotoners. And I know that there was, for those who are in the Peloton community, there's usually a big Thanksgiving ride that happens. And they had all these technical difficulties. And I know, Ricky, you were kind of upset about that because it can it's throw so off the day. <laughs> it's, Look at her face. Fresh, She's still upset. It's for a this fresh week. wound. Um, but I have done... I've had the Peloton since 2020 and I think I've done the Turkey ride every year Mm -hmm. and I had been looking forward to it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's at 10 o'clock and I wanted to sleep in. So I was like, typically with a Peloton ride, even if it's live, Mm -hmm. you can just roll out of bed, get on the bike right when it starts. So I got down there right at 10 o'clock, maybe five minutes before Mm -hmm. technical difficulty. Sorry, it's not loading. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, there had been thousands of people in there the previous years, but this time they challenged the community to, to break a record and they did, which good for them, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it was a little bittersweet seeing mm-hmm. them brag about breaking the record when there were thousands of people who were looking forward to that ride and didn't get to do it. So yeah, um, that was a challenge, but that's, that's one of the ways that I try to keep myself focused on Thanksgiving. Like I know I will be moving in the kitchen and standing for that, but you know, having some type of activity to look forward to on the day on the holiday for me is typically what helps me to be successful. Yeah. And I, and for me, you know, usually I'm, I'm a Turkey trotter. I Mm -hmm. usually like to do the 5k um, in the morning and because I was hosting this year, I didn't have, and I was running behind because I had just gotten back from the cruise. So I was doing all my planning like last minute. Mm -hmm. So getting all that together, I didn't get a chance to do my 5k. Now Mm -hmm. I did do a lot of running around because I was cleaning up and doing things, but that's kind of life, right? Like having to adapt to, oh, this disappointment or this didn't happen. Or I made some of the things were choices Mm -hmm. that I made. Like I told you, I keep bringing up this apple pie. I got to Costco. Mm -hmm. Costco had, they had these samples. They always get you with the samples, right? (laughs) And they had a sample of the apple pie. And I was like, oh, this would be great for Thanksgiving because I'm having all these people come. And I didn't recognize that people would probably want to eat things other than apple pie. So I have all this apple pie left. And I was like, well, I can't let it go to waste. Like Mm -hmm. I got to have more than one slice of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, people didn't take all of it home. I need to get these leftovers out of the house. But Mm -hmm. wanted to talk today a little bit about that because there was a lot of there wasn't there were a lot of people who expressed some guilt over what it is that they ate, some of the choices that they made, and how do you move past the disappointment of, one, maybe the repercussion on the scale, Mm -hmm. but more so the mental repercussion that we have that we weren't perfect or we didn't do everything right. Do you feel like that's something that is really hard for you during this time of year? Because I know it is for me, Mm -hmm. letting go of those guilty feelings. Yeah. It is hard because to be completely honest, real WW talk, I had a really long tracking streak and I lost it over this holiday. And um, I think part of it was some disappointment with um, not only the food choices leading up to Thanksgiving, but then stepping on the scale right before I was up a significant amount and I hadn't had a gain in a while. I'd been, you know, moving towards 20 pounds down. And um, it's amazing how quickly the weight can come back on. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to not let a slip become a slide. <laughs> You've heard that Weight Watchers adage. But like, you know, in the moment, that slide can happen so fast when you've worked years to get the pounds off. Yeah. So 
whatever the the thought processes that are going on in my head, I know I have to interrupt them. I know I have to kind of talk myself down from like, hey, you made a bad choice with having two servings of lasagna the other night. Um, giving it away, like, you know, like you said, with the pie, I think making those choices to say, for me, maybe it's not a good idea to have this in the food in the house, you know, maybe I need to have, maybe I can throw it away. We talked the other week about not being ashamed of throwing food away. Like, I know it's not ideal, but it's unless I'm shipping it to someone or I wish there was some type of donation program. I'm sure there could, you could hand it out to people who are experiencing homelessness on the street, like that could yeah. be a real thing too, but give them my cream cheese pound cake. Be like, you're experiencing homeless. Here's some cream cheese pound cake that you're probably doesn't help anything, but to make you feel better. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, with the, I think that I, I, you know, one of the things I brought up during the meeting that I think my therapist, I think I shared this a few weeks ago. The so what attitude is something that my therapist is making me focus on. And you can, instead of saying, so what something you could say now, what, but the Mm -hmm. point is when we make decisions and the personality that I have, and I think that you have as well is harping on those negative things that we've done. We play it over and over and over in our head. We are our worst critics, right? Mm -hmm. We are beating ourselves up or I am beating myself up over things I did years ago. Like I can't believe that I wore that shirt when I knew that that shirt would have offended or whatever, something from that no one's thinking about. I'm still thinking about it. (laughs) And I do that with my food choices. I cannot Mm -hmm. believe this happened on the cruise. Why would I have had that role on Thursday? Mm -hmm. It's over with. So what? And so what's a freeing thought? Because Mm -hmm. she told me that staying stuck in that critical place is not, not only not helpful, but it's actually very detrimental in terms of you being able to move forward. Because when you are stuck in self-loathing and beating yourself up over choices, you're not allowing yourself the freedom of what the next step will be. Mm -hmm. So she said, changing it from, I can't believe to so what, and now what? I love that. Because I think staying in that place of like beating yourself up and replaying like, oh man, how, how, how did I do that? Why did I do that? It's going to mess the Like the negativity is what I think makes it easier in an odd way for us to make the same choice again. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, well, I already <laughs> blew up this week. I might as well keep going. And it, I think if you have a more positive mindset or a so what attitude. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's easier to say, so what, what's next? (laughs) Next, I'm going to track my food. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, to, you know, I'm going to choose to have this or that. I'm going to put it in my tracker. I'm going to get some activity in and keep going forward. And I think that we also project onto others. I know I project if I have accountability partners or even my husband or family, I feel like they care about Mm -hmm. the things that I did. So I might hide. I told you hiding is a big thing that I do when I am not proud of myself or not proud of my choices. Um, So having to lean into support by Mm -hmm. being honest and saying, hey, I'm just letting you know, like, this Mm -hmm. was a decision I'm not proud of. My nature is to go inward, but I'm just reaching out more to let you know that 
I'm moving on from this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. And thinking, I, I think I add to the conversation that they're going, I can't believe you. Oh my God, mm-hmm. you, you are just the worst. Like, oh, and I can tell it because you look like you gained five pounds. No one's doing any of that. Mm-hmm. That's all up here. It's mm-hmm. all a projection of what I am internally telling myself. And we've had years at this. We know where that path goes. And it's never anywhere positive. It just leads to years and years, more years of that self-loathing feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think that's something that a lot of people in our community, because I've seen the post where people say, I, someone said it, um, I have to find her name, but she was just saying how I, she couldn't believe that she had made this choice mm-hmm. to eat something. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to start all over. I want to start brand new. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who has done that by actually literally deleting accounts and creating new things to run away from the imperfection, I am trying to change my mindset and challenging myself and you all too to change it to perfection is a myth, which we know Mm -hmm. it's more how are we attacking when it actually happens that we do have an imperfect moment. Yeah. Because even though we know that perfection is a myth, we still, I feel like the tools still aren't really gelling for me about what to do when that imperfect moment happens. Mm -hmm. It's something I learned from you with the cancer journey, and this is like on a much smaller scale than cancer, but, you know, what have you come to teach me? So what does this moment come, to, what, what has it come here to, talk, to teach me? Mm-hmm. So I think we can take that attitude of what can I learn from this and how can I grow from this and and move forward with that? Because I think if we do try to start over or run away, then we're erasing what we could have learned. And, yeah. and I think that's, that's why we tell kids as a teacher, we tell kids all the time, you made a mistake. Great. That's awesome. Cause that means you're learning. Your brain is growing. These kids are so just like us. Yeah. They're so hard on themselves. So yeah. hard. And we say, I love that you made a mistake. I love that you tried. I love that you are letting your brain grow. Like yeah. we can say the same things to ourselves. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, that's such a powerful thing about the grace that we give others and especially Mm -hmm. the younger ones in our lives. Like I I always bring up my son, if he, he is basically potty trained, but when he was going through, I told you when he was going through the process, if I had been like, I cannot believe that you had a mistake today. I can't believe you. Like Mm -hmm. how all the adults in my life would be like, he is learning. Mm Mm-hmm. Give him some grace. He's going to get it, but he's going to have mistakes. That's not the point. Isn't that he, you taught him once and that he gets it. That's irrational, but we expect that of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a, it's a piece of, it's a, it's um, Mm self-loathing. And if we're just being honest and calling it what it is, when you have, you don't appreciate yourself and you don't feel like you're deserving of love from others or from yourself, it's you can get addicted to that self-loathing. Mm-hmm. And when you set yourself up by expecting perfection, which you know is not realistic, and then you don't allow yourself to see things as motivators. Another example I wanted to give was the journaling. So everyone knows I love journals. I love a college rule. It has to be college ruled. I don't <laughs> like wide rule journals. I like college ruled journals and a really nice pen, right? You like planners. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is a problem is if you go into my house, I have hundreds of journals that are now blank because I ripped out where I'd written stuff, Mm. took it out because I didn't consistently write every day. Mm. I know that sounds crazy, but I wanted a journal where every day I had written something. So if I missed one day, 
I ripped out the other days and those thoughts. And my therapist said to me, how many things did that, how many thoughts and wisdom did that Candace have that you took out? Mm -hmm. Because one day was missed, but it was a requirement that you made that no one else made. The journal would come to you and say, you better write in me every single day or else your thoughts are invalid. But we're erasing our journeys and erasing the things that we've learned when we are requiring things that are just not necessary. Mm -hmm. Her homework assignment to me was to, for just to continue with one full journal. doesn't matter how many days that I miss, just have one complete journal of Mm -hmm. all of my thoughts that I don't erase by ripping out because it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it it reminds me of our trackers. Like, kind of what happened with me. I was like, well, I had a hundred and some day, maybe it was less than that, but I had a very long tracking streak. But the second the tracking streak stopped, I was like, okay, well, I'm not tracking the day either because, you know, I don't have a tracking streak anymore. Even though it's like, well, you missed one day, like you can start it over and, and it doesn't have to be about the number. Like, yeah, we celebrate those things and that's great. But missing one day is okay. Starting over is more important. Missing five days in a row, that that's a problem. Missing two, three days in a row, yeah. that's a problem because I'm not consistently tracking anymore. But, but yeah. that's what's hard for you and me both mm-hmm. because we both have the Peloton um, with the Peloton and the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget I had a track, I had some streak on the Apple Watch. And once I lost it for one day, that's that's the only thing I would say that is it can be a you know a negative is mm-hmm. that sometimes the focus on the streak does require an everyday action. Yeah. And if there's a day like you said you're sick or if I'm at sea and something didn't do and I use that as a way to completely derail me. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's something you have to be mindful of because it doesn't change the fact that the action that you were doing for the most part is good. Exactly. It's it's just like from Atomic Habits, like the winner doesn't have to have perfect, like every vote. It's mm-hmm. the majority. So the majority of days in my tracking, the majority of the days in my active, you know, all of those things are of our votes towards winning, which in this world is being healthy and being at a healthy weight. So why do we focus so much on, Oh, I wasn't perfect. Like I didn't hit every day. Well, let me ask you this though, because I know we, we, we've talked about what we, we know what the issue is. I'm just trying to think, because we obviously don't have it all together, but like, what are, what are the tangible steps that we can do in the moment when we have that time, I know I've talked about now what, mm-hmm. but in addition to that, what are some things that I'm trying to think of that we can do to help us quickly kind of pivot mm-hmm. from that nature that we know we have to one high, mm-hmm. two to self-loathe, three to to run away, just to, to completely just, you know, throw your hands up mm-hmm. and for me to put it off to the, I'll just do it next week. I'll mm-hmm. wait for the next way in. I'll wait for the new year. Cause that's the, mm-hmm. that's the hard part now is we're getting towards the end of the year. So it's like, up. Oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and have the whole month of December, <laughs> just have what I want. And then <laughs> January 1st, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. And then the cycle starts over. 
Well, I think you kind of said it earlier, that accountability piece, because I think a lot of us are in a place where we can't do it by ourselves or it's, we're, we're not always honest. Like it's easier to lie to myself, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, but if I have an accountability partner, who's like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in five days, like what's going on. It's a lot, you know, I, I could say, Oh, been super busy. And I, I don't know what happened, but you know, if you've got an accountability partner that really feels comfortable with you and knows how to say things, mm-hmm. they could say, yeah, you know, I don't care. <laughs> like, Send me your tracker, you know, or like you said, with your therapist, with the journal, you know, that's accountability too. being able to have people in your life that you can be honest with uh, when you're not exactly in a phase of being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you lean into accountability partners, they're they're only as good as what you're willing to share and Mm -hmm. how you're willing to show up. And I think that that's a piece that I've had to own as well, because I love the accountability partners. You and Aaron are accountability partners. I have others and it's very helpful to be able to share, but we all know the trend. We share when we're doing well mm-hmm. and when we're not, we hide and we're full of excuses that we know how to get people off of our back. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. It's like, that's not hurting anybody but me. So if my accountability partner says, where's your journal? And I say, well, you know, I've been on a cruise but somehow I have Wi-Fi to do everything else, but I can't send the journal, mm-hmm. even though I told you that that's something I wanted to do. That's where there's no point if mm-hmm. it's only as good as what you're willing to put into it. Right. And so that self piece is something I'm working on too, is when I'm sitting at, at home alone with Candace, with my innermost thoughts, I'm in the shower, I'm thinking about things. I have to be clear and really work on this internal dialogue that I'm telling myself that perfection is still attainable. Cause I still really feel sometimes that I can do it. Like I know that life has proven to me that perfection is not attainable, but my actions show that I still think it is. And that's why I'm ripping out the parts that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to sit with the uncomfortable feeling. And I think that that's something that I'm trying to embrace is it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think we're kind of, built on pleasure. If it feels uncomfortable, we run away from it. But if I know that my mind is flawed, sometimes when I'm actually doing the act, the the thing that is, that is true and that I should be doing, it's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I run from it. It means I lean into it. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to change without that discomfort. And I think we, we live in a society where everything is comfort based and, and we're told that things should be easy. Like, Hey, that that diet's been too hard, just take this pill or just, you know, join our program and we'll send you, mm-hmm. you know, prepackaged food. You know, like there, there's there's other answers that seem like quick fixes or seem like they'll help us to to have the perfect outcome and the perfect streak and the perfect, you know, meal plan. But I think it does go back to just letting go of the perfection and letting go of things being easy. And, and I think that's where we really get caught up um, sometimes. I think it's that. And I think when you do have that tough love conversation, that's from a place of love. You know, I love when um, Aaron and Ricky came over recently and my son, you know, he's taking markers and wanting to mark up my floor and stuff. And you all said, look, I understand gentle parenting and stuff, but <laughs> you need to be able to say, no, mm-hmm. it's not okay. 
this is a boundary. This is something you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's for his betterment moving forward for mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Nope. Ricky teacher said, this is how you do it. Like, I'm just telling you, it's not about beating. It's about firmness. Like this no. is what is going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that with myself. And because sometimes we're, we're a little too loving with ourselves. Yes. You know, well, it's okay. Cause you know, I'm just, no, mm-hmm. you need, it's time for you to get on the bike. It's time for you. You need to do a workout today. Mm-hmm. You need to hit your steps. Mm-hmm. You need to drink some water. Yeah. And that's because I love you that you're going to have to do it. And we think of our boy Syed. It's like, no, it's time to eat a salad because you're an adult and we're going to have some salad today. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it has to be nasty, but you need to get some greens into you. I think that I've had to have those tough conversations with myself even now. You know that nothing's going to change by wait- waiting till the new year. So mm-hmm. don't. You know it doesn't serve you to hide. So stop hiding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, see how some of that firmness that I am doing to myself, because you and I both can rebel when it's other people. If I said, Ricky, you better send that tracker. You're like, who the heck? <laughs> she thinks she I'm is. an adult. You do not get to tell me. You don't pay my bills. It's all of the, <laughs> right? But when it's you telling you, mm-hmm. you know you're full of crapness. I know my full of crapness. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Who better just to, to, we have to do that self-regulation. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying with boundaries is so true. It's true for kids. It's true. You know, we think of ourselves as the bad guys if we're the ones setting boundaries for kids. But if I said, oh, you can run wherever you want. There's there's a street there. I'm not going to set any boundaries because I, you know, I don't care. It's fine. Like, no, I care. I want you to be safe. So I'm setting a boundary of you need to walk next to me on the sidewalk because I care about you. And the child may think it's mean at the time because they don't have the understanding. Well, flash forward to adulthood. I, I remember going away to college and and that sense of like, oh, I can eat whenever I want. I can order pizza in the middle of the night. That that loss of boundaries, I think, has still followed me to, to adulthood, to even further into adulthood because I rebelled so hard against boundaries against, you know, Hey, you have to eat that green thing on your plate. Well, no, I don't have to. I'm an adult now, Yeah. <laughs> but those boundaries, if I had kept them in place and again, not rehashing the past or saying, Oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But, you know, I think that loss of boundaries in those late teen, early 20 years is still something I'm fighting with. And mm-hmm. I think like you're saying, those boundaries that I have to put in place now, are to protect myself yeah, and to keep myself healthy. And I think boundaries, reframing it to say boundaries aren't limiting, they're there to save. Mm-hmm. And that's what my therapist continues to say, that if you view a boundary as a negative, then you're going to always want to push against it. If you're like, this is here to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. The same way that we have rails on cruise ships so that we don't mm-hmm. fall over. Like this is something saving. Yeah. This is not something that I should be fighting against because what am I winning? What did you win? Congratulations, Candace and Ricky. You all have mm-hmm. pushed the boundaries for years and your result is this with your health and mm-hmm. feeling this way. So obviously not having boundaries isn't working for you mm-hmm. the same way if I let my son run amok and be crazy and he grows up to be that kid and they're like, who was that parent who didn't give him any boundaries or structure? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, I didn't want to hurt him. But you did. Right. Not embracing boundaries is harmful. Yes. And 
that and being free to know that that is okay to say that I am a person who needs boundaries and not comparing myself to other people who don't need them. You don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. Just because you think that they don't need it, you don't know what other things they're doing that are causing them to be able to do whatever you feel is a boundary list, boundaryliness. What's the thing? How do you say that? I don't know. There's don't no know. boundary. That if they don't have one, that doesn't mean that they're not limiting something in other ways. Or that, yeah, their boundary may not be my boundary. Like they may be able to eat out five days a week and maybe the choices they make are good for them. Mm -hmm. But I may have to say my boundary needs to be I only eat out once a week. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I can't get that comparison. Like Mm -hmm. it goes back to that. I cannot compare to someone else because their needs and their, you know, what they, their boundaries are different. Yeah. And, 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 and it's okay. And that, that is such an exciting point. And I think that we should probably leave it there because Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to challenge myself and challenge you, Ricky, and all everyone who's listening. If there's a boundary that you're pushing against, examine why, what is it that you feel that you're gaining? And what would happen if you were to say, this boundary is here to protect this boundary is helping me. It's not hurting. Staying within my points budget is a boundary that helps me to stay healthy. And I'm so happy I have a plan that allows me to do that. You know, those are freeing thoughts as opposed to something that you need to push against. And let's continue the conversation. If you have any thoughts about this, please post about it in our Facebook group. Again, you can find us at Real WW Talk. Um, Instagram, we're gonna we're, we're really, really trying to beef up our presence on our social media. You know, it can be tough, guys. You know, you have a lot going on, but we'll do some polls and some different interactions because we'd love to hear your thoughts on this this topic. Um, connect with us and connect. We'll have all of our show, our um, handles in the show notes. And um, if you had any, you know, decisions that you made that you weren't really proud of, pray you let it go. And join us as we move forward with not perfection, but embracing boundaries. And we'll see you next week. Ricky, have a good one. Thank you. You too. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.